the Lord. In our lesson on today, I want to direct our attention to our sermonic selection. Never would have made it. Part two of our installment series called Remind Us. Think about it, family. We said it before. I'm wiser. I'm stronger. I'm better. <laughs> Where would I be? What would my family look like, my marriage? What would it look like? Y'all heard Marvin Sapp sing it for years. Never would have made it. But I'm just so reminded of, of the old song that my grandmom and them used to sing and, 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 and the song that Helen Baylor just brought back to the church. She said, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, tell me where would I be? Where would I be? If it had not been for the Lord on my side, Come on now, he, he kept my enemies away. He caused the sun to, to, to shine through a cloudy day. Oh, y'all ain't thinking about that. Y'all ain't, ain't thinking about that. Uh, how does the sun shine through a cloudy day? Come on now. Uh, it didn't say he caused the sun to shine where there was no clouds. Uh, she said that the songwriter says he caused the sun to shine through a cloudy day, a dark day. Oh, Rabbi. Come on now. He kept me wrapped up in his arms cradled in his grace and mercy when he knew I had been battered and torn. So if it had not been for the Lord, number one, number one, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, I never would have made it had it not been for the Lord on my side in verse 17. Uh, uh, number one, uh, my soul would have dwelt and decayed in silence. Had it not been for the Lord on my side, Vita, in verse 17, uh, it says, If the Lord had not been my help, my soul would have dwelt in the abode of silence. How many of you know that sometimes uh, your storms, if you don't watch it, will cause you to become silent? You'll become bitter. You'll become enraged with guilt and unforgiveness. And you'll be so angry that your soul is quieted in a place where you cannot pray, a place where you forget God, a place that when you even go to pray, all you do is you beat up God and you tell him what he's not done and you remind him of how bad it is but it is here the Psalter understands here in verse number 17 had the Psalter not opened his mouth his soul his place of peace and hope would have become silent there's a moment in your life when the enemy seems like it's prospering that you've got to shout aloud and say how long 
How long are you the God that you say that you are? How long is it going to take you to rise up and judge the earth and make recompense against this prospering enemy that is boasting, that is arrogant about not being saved, that is rejecting Christ ah, as the one who died on the cross and rose again and gave his life? How long will we see our enemy reject the things of God? How long will we see the gospel be polluted by those who are preaching a false doctrine? How long will we see where people begin to believe in the places that miracle signs and wonders are only a scientific thing? That miracle signs and wonders only happen in Jesus' day. The devil is a lie. I watched my father and he probably doesn't even remember this. He was sitting at the table and he was eating breakfast with his brother from Detroit, Michigan. He was sitting there talking and the next thing you know he dropped. His head dropped. His heart stopped beating. My uncle was sitting there and he was saying, Freddie, 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 what's going on? I watched my father sit at the table with no breath in his body but by the time the ambulance pulled up if it had not been for the Lord on my side my daddy probably wouldn't be here today for goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life I know it was a valley of death that struck his life that day he was sitting there no breath in his body but by the time he got to the ambulance y'all don't understand what I'm saying he walked out of the house and he got on the truck and he sat there and they said what happened what's going on and my father said I don't know my uncle said I think he had a heart attack I think he died sitting at the breakfast table but when you keep your mouth closed death decay denial doubt will take over but it was the prayers it was the faithfulness it was the goodness it was the mercy that allowed a miracle to take place they didn't have to put him on the ground and put that stuff on his chest and bring him back it was a miracle so I'm here to tell you the cessationists that miracles still live that God is real that God still lives he sits on the throne that miracles didn't stop after the apostles the miracles grew greater oh I can tell you miracle after miracle that I've seen happen ah we were at a conference with Bishop Melvin Warren oh y'all ain't hearing it and a man was sitting in a wheelchair and they begin to pray for the man and they begin to pray for his leg and we watched the leg grow we watched it come out Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying? That God is God all by himself. How long will we sit here and deny that if it had not been for the Lord, we would all be dead? If it had not been for the Lord, we would all be selling drugs. If it had not been for the Lord, we'd all be on drugs. If it had not been for the Lord, we would all be alcoholics. If it had not been for the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, 
we would all still be sinners of wretch undone. But I serve a God that says, I'm right here, baby. How long? How long? How long? How long? How long? Somebody say hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout how long. Had it not been for the Lord on my side, I feel like a Baptist preacher today. Hey, how long? How long is it going to take for you to save my daughter? How long is it going to take for you to bring that knucklehead out of jail and restore his life because he's a preacher, he's a pastor? How long? Are you going to sit here and allow the politicians to set laws that work against our African-American young men? You cause them to take a plea deal. They take the plea deal and the judge gives them a maximum sentence. How long will our daughters suffer? How long will fathers grow up and abandon their children as if there is no consequence? How long? How long, how long will the drug dealer stay on the street and ruin our neighborhoods by selling drugs? How long, God, are you going to allow these crazy, messed up men to run around here and shoot up our neighborhoods? We need the God of this earth to bring recompense. How long, how long will you allow them to take our rights of voting away. How long will you allow men to sit up and provoke violence against the government? How long, how long, what's wrong with us? How long, when are we gonna sit up here and talk about it? How long? Are you going to allow the unrighteous to tell us how to live our life before God? How long? When will we see the recompense of the proud and the arrogant? Uh, but two, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, I never would have made it if my feet would have slipped into a place of sin. How long? Come on now, after, after he recognizes, had it not been for the Lord, on my side in verse number 17, he says, my soul would have dwelt in the, in the abode of silence. But then he goes on and he testifies and he proves that he's serving a God that is a God in his life. He's talking about an experience. He says, if I should say, my foot has slipped, your loving kindness, O Lord will hold me up. That sounds like an assurance. It sounds like a guarantee. It sounds like somebody who has experienced some pain, some hurt, some mistake, some failure. It sounds like the Psalter is letting God know, I know who you are because you've been this to me. I know what you can do because you've done it in my life. Uh, had it not been for the Lord on my side I never would have made it if my feet would have slipped into the sin but he says here it's because of this God that his loving kindness will hold me up come on now it's because of goodness and mercy it's because of God's mercy and grace would prevail in my life in the moments where I would have failed in the moments where I turned the other way if my feet should have slipped I 
serve a God, Elder Shelley, who's going to hold me up. Why is he going to hold me up? Because he's called me to be something great. And when God ordains something great, he doesn't want to see it fail. He doesn't want to see it corrupted. He doesn't want to see it contaminated. And so he's there that when your foot try to slip, when your foot is on the edge and you feel like going over, oh, come on now, I'm close to the edge. Y'all know the rest of it. Uh, come on now, and I'm losing. Come on now, y'all know what it is. Don't sit there and act like you ain't from the hoos. I'm close to the edge, and I'm trying not to lose my head. I'm trying not to lose my mind. My, 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 my. I just, it's just like what? It's just like you're going through. I got so many thoughts going through, but God is there to hold me up before I jump. He's there to hold me up before I fall. He's there to hold me up uh, Rabbi, when I start leaning. He's there to push me back in place. Come on, think about it. Hallelujah. The Psalter, the Psalter understood his place in relationship with God. He knew that God would not allow the sin of his feet to disconnect him from the love of God. God never wants you and I to fall. I want to say that. God is not setting you and I up to fall. He's setting us up to win. He's setting us up to hold us up when we want to fall. When we feel that we're getting ready to slip because God doesn't slip. God doesn't make a mistake. God doesn't test you to sin. When you feel like you want to sin, God is there to say, no, 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 come on back here. When you feel like you want to go the other way, no, 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 go this way. He's there to pull you back. He's there to hold you up. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, come on now, I never would have made it. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, number three, and I'm done here, my anxious thoughts would have avoided, come on now, God's consoling comfort. Verse number 19, uh, my anxious thoughts would have avoided God's consoling restoration to restore me, to bring me back. Come on, can I read it here? Verse number 19 says, when my anxious thoughts multiply within me, your consolations delight my soul. Come on, Josh. Yes, Had it not been for the Lord on my side, tell me where would I be? When the multiplying of my anxious thoughts get the best of me, I serve a God who will comfort me. I serve a God who will come right there and he'll get in the midst of my mind and he'll whisper, you're better than that. I serve a God who will get in the midst of my thoughts and he'll whisper, greater shall you be, greater works all things you can do. All you got to do is just trust me. He's whispering, just believe. When I'm anxious, I'm frustrated, I'm agitated. The whispering sound of the voice of God says, in the valley of the shadow of death, I'll be right there. I'll comfort you. In the moments of your life, I'll be your shepherd. I'll quiet you in a place beside the still waters. Come on now. How can 
can water be still? How can waters be still? But he's talking about the calmness of the water. He's talking about the healing of the water will steal your soul, will steal your life. It's here. Where would I be? Come on, look at somebody and say, where would I be? Where would I be? Look back at your life and say, where would I be? I never would have made it had it not been for God. I never would have made it off that tour had it not been for the prayers. I never would have made it out of some situations that I was in had it not been for God. I had holes in my shoes two little cardboard pockets that when it rained, I could stick it in there, but God never allowed it to rain while my soles of my feet were walking on the ground. He kept me on dry ground. He let me get another pair of shoes. He let me get another pair and another suit. All I had was one suit, one tie, one shirt, but had it not been for God, I probably would have been naked, running down the street, lost my mind somewhere, dead and rotten somewhere, full of hell, but because of the grace of God, nobody but Jesus. Oh, y'all remember it? Y'all remember the song, Nobody But Jesus. Come on now. He's the only one. He's the lifter of my head. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He brought me out of the pit set my feet on a firm foundation had it not been for the Lord on our side we would have shut the church down the first week had it not been for the Lord on my side we'd have shut it down the next week had it not been for the Lord on my side we'd have shut it down two years ago three years ago but because of the cry of a church that says how long is it going to take how long is it going to take had it not been for the Lord speaking in your bishop's mind and I opened up my mouth and I said Lord I don't know how much I can deal with I don't know how much I can go but if you can just continue to push me I'll preach every Sunday how long eight years still standing every bill been paid since we started off y'all ain't hear what I said we never had a lot a lot of money in the bank but in Melissa you remember them 8 o'clock services well it's probably 6 of us 7 of us and they was paying every bill the crowd would come in at 10 you know we had a few of our givers there but, but, but never had a lot of people but the Lord has provided Provided. Ah, provided. Provided. Y'all don't hear what I said. P provided. He, he's been provider. He's been a rock of provision. Come on. And I'm just asking God to be bigger and better in his provision to us. Come on now. He's provided for you. It's your giving. It's been your giving. Come on now. It's been your service. It's been your faithfulness. Come on now. That's kept the doors open because we understand that we've got to cry aloud. Had it not been for the Lord on my side, where would we be? Come on. Stand on your feet, church.
where? Where would we be? When my grace gift hit the ground three times, after taking that chemo, after the first time, my daughter's in a corner crying. My son is running across the street to get help. And in the valley of the shadow of death, Pastor Chini is sitting there screaming, praying in tongues. At the same time, I could see death in her eyes. Death hit her three times. Just boom. And I said, Lord, this, this can't happen like this. Not, not this. How are you going to do it like this in, in front of my kids? and I mean, You're going to do it like this? It's going to happen like this? Out of nowhere, she pops up. Oh, I'm good. I'm ready. I'm ready to get back to it. Every time. Come on now. Where would you be if you've never faced a valley that had a shadow of death in it. Come on now. You never would have made it out. See, sometimes our, our storms make us stronger, make us better, cause us to become wiser in God. When storms hit us now, just pray. Come on, bring us through. Come on. If you did it then, you certainly can do it now. Because he ain't stopped. He'll never stop. I want to say it to you. Don't ever fall into the place where you reason with God. It's better for you to just reason with yourself. But don't reason with God. But don't, 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 don't try to figure it out. That's, we're trying to figure it out. Don't, just, just, just celebrate the miracle. Just celebrate what he's done in your life. Don't try to figure him out because we'll never figure him out. Why did it take this long? I like what it says here. It says here, it says that they band themselves together against the life of the righteous. They condemn the innocent to death. But he says in verse 22, But the Lord has been my stronghold, and my God the rock of my refuge. He has brought back their wickedness upon them and will destroy them in their evil. The Lord our God will destroy them. Now, somebody's going to hear this and say, oh, pastor is preaching. No, no, I'm preaching what the Bible says. How long will the church, will the church, the poor, the orphans, the widows, the strangers be mistreated? How long 
will we dishonor the grace that you've given America? How long? How long will we take you for granted that we can just walk in our churches and have church? How long? Father, thank you for your grace. We never would have made it as a church and a people had it not been for the cry of your help. Had it not been for the plea. Had we not opened up our mouths where death wanted to destroy us in ministry. How long? How long? But Father, we stand and believe had it not been for you, Father, we would have avoided your comfort and your restoring grace for us to continue preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. Had it not been for you, we would have allowed our anxious thoughts, Father God, to take control of us. Had it not been for you, we would have slipped into places of sin that would have come to destroy this work. We, we would have fallen, but because we understand that you don't want us to fall and you've never given us a reason or a hope that failure was our only choice, we're still standing today. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. You, you desire to be saved today. You desire to give your life back to Christ, you desire to recommit your life, I want you to lift your hands by way of in person, virtually. I simply just want to accept Jesus into my life. It's very simple. I confess with my, house, with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus died on the cross, rose again so that my sin would be forgiven. And So Father God, we thank you now and we bless you. We honor you. You want to give. You just want to recommit. Father, I just want to come back home. You got to do is just say, Lord, I give you my life. <laughs> Take me back, Father. I want to be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, the gift of the Holy Ghost. Come on, lift your hands. If you want to be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, if you want to be filled and you're that person, I want you to lift your hands. I want you to just say, Lord, fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The infilling where I'm filled with the power of the Holy Ghost that allows me to do the work of the kingdom. The indwelling of the Holy Ghost rests upon you the moment that you become saved. <laughs> that's for you that's where the indwelling works for you it edifies you but then the filling of the Holy Ghost that's where God gives us the power to do ministry and to do the work of the kingdom with power signs, wonders and miracles if that's you I just want you to come here and rest at the altar if that's you don't be afraid hallelujah Hallelujah. Let's give that a few moments. You 
Say it again. 